hey man, I'll tell you what, this party going crazy right now. We got the women in here, we got all this drink out, we got the bottles going, bottles flowing all night long, music going crazy right now. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm gonna leave here with something tonight. I believe it was something night. It's going crazy. One of these women going home with me. As long as this DJ keep doing his thing, we gonna be alright. Hey y'all. Uh, why don't you play some of that young boy? Huh? What? Hey, you know be perfect? Why uh, why don't you play some of that uh, ESTG? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, uh, here's on you. How, how about you play some of that, uh, place that I'm, uh, some of that gangster gives? <laughs> Do you know what you've done? Do you know what you've done? You are scaring the hoes! Welcome to Back on Track with your host, Troy Track Select. And this time, if you're listening, you are one of the select few. And uh, this time, we're actually here with a guest. I always let my guests introduce themselves, so why don't you tell me who we're talking to? Okay, so this is Aria Tech, uh, local uh, writer, creator, curator, um, all-around connector. Yeah. Uh, I be hanging with big deal folks. That's how I do it here at Troy Track Select. Anyway, as you can see from the title, you are scaring the hoes. It's a Halloween special, (laughs) and we're here. To talk about all songs that kind of make us think about Halloween and that I've loosely connected to that. But really, these are all the songs that a lot of you guys out there sometimes will play and you scare the hoes away from the function. And I'm tired of you making the same mistake over and over again. Some of you DJs are also making the same mistake. And I think that's atrocious. You're a DJ. You're supposed to know better. Uh, Ari, do you know what scaring the hoes is? Have you heard that term before? Well, I think I've experienced it and maybe not maybe not known exactly the term, but yes, I'm familiar with dudes out here, people out here scaring the hoes yeah. in many ways. Yeah. It's really tragic. It's usually one guy is just I don't know, making some he's just doing something weird, acting strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing too much. Just doing too much. He might be really aggressive, start roughhousing for some reason. Starts playing certain music that is just not with the vibes of the function, mm-hmm. and it jacks us all up. Um, all the way. <laughs> yeah, everybody else can see it happening but him most of the time, and no one can stop him. It just messes the entire thing up. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. It is truly tragic. Uh, so I'm going to let you pick whatever song you want first. We always let the guests go first, uh, and we'll go like that. Okay, cool. Well, as soon as we talked about this, uh, I thought about first Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. I just want to say she's like, I mean, I love like women in music, um, but as far as like contemporary female rappers, she is just everything. Uh, 
been listening to her hard lately so she has this song on her i guess it's her debut album called scary um and it's her and rico nasty who's another really dope like out there female rapper artist kind of jack of all trades and so their song is scary and it's 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 interesting uh like one of the lines meg says in the chorus is like it gets scary for you hoes mm-hmm. uh, but i think it's about like you know, women just being like, I'm, I'm doing me. I'm out here like, like I'm with my girls. <laughs> you know, we, we doing our things. Maybe scaring the hoes. In this case, it's the men, <laughs> or you know, the ops, whatever. Um, but it goes hard. And Rico's kind of like more punk, uh, out there, edgy. So when it's a cool, um, it's like duality. I think with the both of them, they, Meg represents one type of femininity, whereas Rico uh represents another kind and i feel like i identify with both um ways that they exude uh exude their femininity i guess so um yeah this is something that i would love to be grooving to and 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 i can also imagine somebody being like oh well have you listened to like future's new album but i want to <laughs> caveat that i i love future's new album so you know mm, yeah <laughs> um but yeah i trying to think of what my experience so i forgot that when meg first came out that she was like really into a lot of horrorcore type stuff and at a certain point she was talking about making a horror movie that kind of came Mm. out along with one of her albums i don't really know if that ever happened because i never saw anything about it Um, yeah i didn't know about that either but yeah it's funny when you talk about that because i'm like yeah actually rico and meg are very similar like Meg with her interest in anime and just all kinds of culture. Even I love her like Halloween stuff where she'll put the pumpkin on. Like yeah. she's the shit. She even did a Hellraiser photo she shoot. She did I think. do that. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people it's kind of gotten pushed to the side now because it's like I don't know. I don't want to say pushed to the side. It's just like how how often are we gonna talk about it. Like we know who well she shared with us who she is. And so, you know, we've kind of forgotten how big of a nerd that Meg the Stallion is because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, she's rapping and that's not her whole thing. But when she first came out, she was very big on the like, yeah, I watch lots of anime. I love horror movies. Um, yep. I just kind of nerd out on these things and, and I'm really into them. And, you know, now she's super rapper. I mean, she's been super rapper. But, you know, we just kind of forgot because or at least I'll say I forgot because I don't see her all the time. But, yeah, she was going right. as far, like you said, wearing a Hellraiser costume, which most people don't even know what Hellraiser is anymore. So. Right. And, and technically, I guess for those who are fans and I'm not going to lie, like I, I haven't seen the movie, but I do know that the character's name is Pinhead, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. His name is not Hellraiser. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> so clarify for those out there. Yeah. That's why I never had, cause I've never seen the movie either, to be honest. I was just aware of it cause mm-hmm. I always knew about Pinhead and I always wanted to watch right. it. I think it's on Hulu now product placement y'all need to be giving me some money can't believe i even said your name on this podcast right Um, hello (laughs) support my dog here (laughs) but yeah it's up there so if you want to go watch it go watch it uh i want to talk about some of the lines in here that i think are very special and just worth talking about let me see if i can find her because i know i had her written down here somewhere here she goes scary meg stein so um i already talked about how i forgot how, how into horror she was uh, when she says that she's every nigga type, I was like, that's the truth. It's mm-hmm. very rare 
where someone can actually walk into a room and say, I'm every nigga's type in here. And I'm like, ah, that's tough. If Meg walks into the <laughs> function, especially when she was still going to, ooh, I want to be disrespectful. She went to a HBCU in uh, Texas, but I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine when Meg was walking to the party at some point, especially if this is when she's, you know, on I'm Meg the Stallion and I'm a big rapper now. Uh, she comes to your party. Be afraid. Your man's not your man anymore. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume there was definitely a lot of envy on that campus, especially when she, you know, first starts popping because it's kind of like I ain't got to go to school no more. Uh, if I was her, I would definitely not have finished my degree. I can guarantee you <laughs> that would not have happened. Um, <laughs> she clearly had something to prove. I would have had nothing to prove. I would have dropped it. as soon as they <laughs> gave me the deal and I signed it, dropping all my classes immediately. There's right. <laughs> <laughs> no way I would have done that and toured and put out an right. album and all this stuff. Like, I can't remember if she won a Grammy before she graduated or if it was the same year. Mm, I wonder, too. See, she's so inspiring. I feel like I really like Meg. <laughs> I wish I, I don't know if she'll ever listen to this maybe, but let's hope. Like, I love you, Meg. <laughs> I literally listen to you every day in the gym. I just, she's just so powerful and so driven. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, again, always a good thing to play at the function. Meg was one of the first artists after Nicki Minaj, where it was like we had this movement of uh, women MCs that were actually getting a lot of attention and weren't just fading away after one song. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like Cardi sparked sort of that whole thing. And I guess after that, we just started allowing like, oh, we can have more than one at a time, which was great. So it was like Meg, City Girls, Cardi, uh, now Glorilla. Um, Yeah, and even... um, Enrico had been around. What's that other one? Who are you looking for? It's like Ice Spice or whatever. Ice Spice. She's so brand new, though. Her, but... I wouldn't want to include her in that class right. of women that she came out. She could be out. a one song. This is her mm-hmm. one song right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. But it's great to see that we have this future of, of women um, and another perspective in hip-hop that we didn't get before now to have this many women at the same time consistently mm-hmm. putting out music that a lot of people are listening to. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, you know, with the state of, I mean, not to go political, but with the state of what's going on in our world, it's very anti-woman. I mean, things have kind of always been built on being anti-women, using women, but then not needing women at our fullest capacities. Um, So I'm like, yes, bring on the female MCs. Like, I need them all because... I mean, I, I listen to a lot of guys, you know, but at the same time, it's something about a woman's energy when she's going hard that it's like, at least for me, I can definitely identify with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels a little more disrespectful when they want to get disrespectful because I don't know, maybe it's because there's a sass <laughs> to it or an attitude to it that many like masculine men don't necessarily show in their songs. Mm-hmm. Not that men have men have definitely been disrespectful. I mean, people get shot every day, but. Uh, the there's just certain levels here where I'm like, geez, that was mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I love here how she's got all these horror movie references. The song is called Scary, so it's definitely like you're talking about a Halloween playlist. This definitely needs to be on it. Um, 
definitely time mm-hmm. for an updated Halloween playlist if you have one. But she's referencing, uh, you know, ghosts, the Candyman, which is one of my favorite horror movies ever. Ooh, me too. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I love real. that movie so much. I can watch it like going to sleep. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. I watched it when I was yeah. A kid. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I don't know how old I was, young, and I remember my um, my cousin said his name in the mirror five times and then like slammed the bathroom door and cut the lights out and i was in a bathroom door where like uh it's two two ways to get in one from my room and one from the living room and he slammed it so both doors end up slamming and i lost it lost it i was at school i was like you need to get over this i was in fifth grade i remember that i was at school and i said it in the mirror because i was like this is not real just go ahead and say it get over it and then one of the um, stall bathrooms like shut and kind of slammed. <laughs> I said, "That's enough. <laughs> That's enough." <laughs> I still don't play by oh, Candyman. No. Candyman is real. Keep his name out your mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> straight up. That's I would just exactly right. Never play with that. I, I, I was young. I didn't know nothing. Uh, mm. <laughs> but one of the coolest things in her Candyman line, she's like, say my name like Candyman and bitch, you know I'm there. These hoes wish they saw me when they're looking in the mirror, which is just a great play on words of like, most people, they hate, you say your name in the mirror, they don't want to see Candyman. But this time, it's like, I wish I was Meg the Stallion, which is one of the coolest ways mm-hmm. to flip that line. Uh, and then I wish I saw her in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I wish I saw her anywhere, but I don't. I, I, yeah. I don't be right. hanging with her. And party still with her. So, you know, waiting for that downfall. Um, so I can give my shot. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Rico Nasty is, again, oh, yeah. same, very much in the horror core. She painted her face all the time. Um, always wanted to. She, I mean, she wanted to be scary. Like you said, she was super punk and super edgy and still is. And so she actually had one of the cooler uh lines i think which is when she's talking mm-hmm. about let me think if i can find it it was something about monster jam yeah well so i'm I'm looking at it now so yeah. i'm on my monster jam shit riding a grave digger yeah that was one of the coolest things because i forgot about monster jam i grew up i don't know if monster trucks were like a big north carolina thing or if grave digger was from north carolina specifically but I grew up seeing all those commercials come to Monster Jam, Monster Jam, and mm-hmm. they'd have the giant, you know, four, I mean, not four wheelers, giant monster trucks going around smashing cars, doing these gigantic jumps. And Gravedigger was like a huge figure in North Carolina. And so it was just like mm-hmm. brought back a memory. And to put that in a, um, to put that in a rap verse is just cool. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. On my Monster Jam shit, riding in a grave digger. Very cool. I wish I could just ride in a grave digger around, <laughs> around Indy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they reference Goosebumps in here as well. The book series, which I haven't, I don't know if they still make them, but that was a huge deal when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. I don't think that they could even, I wouldn't even want them to touch it t- today. Like, just leave it. <laughs> Kids are scared of different stuff now. We, I, I don't know. These kids are different. Yeah, we have enough uh, reboots as it is already. Let's make something new. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you got any more thoughts on Scary, or you want me to move on with my next one? 
last thing I'll say is that um, I love the hurt. First of all, I feel like Rico probably should have had a bigger something else, not just one. Like I'm like I need more, mm-hmm. but I love how she ends her verse saying "Shout out to Meg, shout out to Megan a hottie." Yeah, I'd be the hottest topic because even through the lyrics, she talks about like fishnets and Doc mm. Martens and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, you're shouting back to old hot topic, all the black folks like myself back in the day who they called us Oreos or whatever, y'all white, uh. but actually be black as fuck because <laughs> punk rock is black. So I just love that toast to like, I was there. I see you. I'm mm. like, thank you, Rico, because <laughs> I was there. That's true. I fr- I mean, I didn't even notice that link to hot topic specifically but yeah i remember being up in hot topic just to be in the store i didn't really get a lot from there but i see y'all i see y'all and i love y'all for being yourself (laughs) now it's cool now it's cool it was not the easiest (laughs) thing to do stuff like that though at the time Heck no. let me see here all right i'm on yeah what you got yeah so when we were talking i remember talking about you mentioned like bringing up a movie reference for every song. So that's what I have for all of my songs. There is a movie that I think it reminds me of. That's kind of a horror movie. Um, But I'll get into that in a minute. I'm going to talk about, let's go with uh, Freddie Gibbs lobster omelet. So the way that I even thought about this song is I was at an esteemed art event. I can't tell y'all where I was at because, you know, dudes still be messaging me sometimes. It's, I don't want, I don't need his name out there. <laughs> but I was at an event. It's very nice, <laughs> catered food, a lot of important people there. Again, I can't drop no names because I can't make it too specific. But. Right, they're not going to invite you back. <laughs> <laughs> but this person comes up to me. And uh, he's like, oh, man, I've got this art space. It's really great. You should come through. I said, cool. There were a couple little flags about the event that he was talking about. But I was like, you know, whatever, I'll go. I'll go support. And so I show up and I'm thinking it's going to be an art gallery with like lots of art hanging on the walls and just a really nice space. Uh, it, it was a space. And I was in there and I just remember there were there was like weed everywhere, more weed than I was accustomed to seeing in one location. And I was like, what's what's going on here? I also remember I couldn't get in. You you I was invited and you can't get in. It's like there's a door. I put like this. You got to knock and they will then let you in, which Mm. is I've been to spaces like that before and I should not have been in those spaces either. Um, but I remember being in there there's weed everywhere I was like this is a lot and a very male heavy uh, very male heavy presence I remember it was three women in there and then two of them left and I was like okay <laughs> okay and that that was before the function really even started for real um, and I just remember that this dude owner starts playing freddie gibbs new album uh soul sold separately and we are just super vibing to it of course all the men are because all freddie gibbs talks about is selling crack and struggling and you know what women don't really like selling crack 
and struggle. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is a very scary atmosphere for the hoes in here. There will not be any more women coming here tonight. I can see that mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. Yeah, I remember walk telling my one of my friends about it, and she had told me she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been there. It's um, it, they were apparently at a point they used to sell weed out the back in a window and stuff." Hey, not you're a, gonna have to tell me off air. Yeah, <laughs> where are you talking about? Crazy environment. I'd be about sometimes. I'm like, why am I in here? I'd be just taking risk with my life, going places that people invite me. Don't. I go used to in. do that. You know. <laughs> But it's really dangerous out here. Now, was there any danger in this area? Not really. But it's just not a super comfortable atmosphere for a lot of women. And so that's how I first found the song. He was just playing the album through. I was like, shoot, this album good. But I was also like, this is a this is a weird space. This is a scary space for the hoes right now. And that's why they're not coming in here. And, yeah, um, that's that's so funny. I feel like I can agree with that on Freddie Gibbs, like, in general. Mm-hmm. Like, just sometimes when I listen to some of his stuff, I'm like, oh, this is it's like, what What am I going to uh, listen to next? Just some more grimy yeah, shit. That's it. That's <laughs> Very it. dude grimy shit. Guys like that, uh, they just do. And women typically don't because women are normal people and enjoy to be in nice spaces <laughs> and not threatening, <laughs> life-threatening spaces. Uh, but yeah, I'm listening to Lobster Omelette. And uh, it's a great song. I enjoy it very much. And I enjoy it because it's some grimy stuff in there. I've said this many times on the podcast before. I be talking about community and all that and safety. But I also want to cause harm. And I want to see <laughs> harm caused. So there are a couple lines on here that really stood out to me that I love. And... Uh, I'm just going to share some of them here. Oh, let me get to the actual lyrics. But I remember the favorite one that really stuck out to me is when I shot that bitch in the chest, I knocked his shoulder out his socket. And that <laughs> man, that really speaks. That really speaks to me. That slam poetry. I just like the visual. I'm like, Jesus, that thing thumped him, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Scary. Scary <laughs> stuff. Not not friendly stuff another line that really sticks out to me is fuck a degree i'm whipping diesel no direct deposit and i remember being in school and really thinking i was like i could sell drugs i really could i do a really good job at it uh the only issue is the type of the type of money that i need to make that's worth it (laughs) to sell drugs that's not that, we're talking about serious fair time. I remember one of my friends started selling drugs when he went to college. I was like, how you start selling drugs after you go to school? <laughs> right. It's usually one or the other. It's, you, went, you did it before or you don't do it. <laughs> you don't go to school yeah. and you just sell drugs. How You, you are a computer science major. <laughs> Why are you selling drugs? <laughs> You are hustling backwards. You are doing exactly what your parents don't want you to do. Right, Tariq. <laughs> Just come for on. my power fans out there. <laughs> you were supposed to like you were supposed to make it. I mean, he made it. He's doing very well now. But like, why are you selling drugs and you in college? And you towards the end. Like 
No, I, oh, that's the important part. You almost done. You almost done. <laughs> Too big of a risk at that point. It's not even worth it. The type, it's fine. You did what you, I'm not going to say you had yeah. to do that. You just did it. Um, I don't know how you got started after you started <laughs> school to be a computer science major, but that's what he oh, did. Oh, that's funny. Maybe he was just trying to be like, like I'm still real. I'm still a real person. But that, he wasn't even that type of dude. Whatever. He just I think he just needed some money and I guess that oh, was yeah. a a way to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's a way. Yeah. But it also shows that drug dealers are just regular dudes. You know, we were growing up thinking they were like these super hard dudes and that's not who he was. Nor did he pretend to be that. He just was a guy who sold drugs sometimes. Um yeah, and I ser- I'm telling you, I seriously considered it when I was there. Um, not seriously, but it was just like, I hate this. This school stuff is terrible. Um, yes, yes. And the movie that this made me think of was Juice with Tupac, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize how many different movies that that movie ends up being. If you've seen it, you know there's a point in there where they rob a convenience store so it's kind of like a heist movie and there's a point mm-hmm. where it's really a horror movie because tupac's going around just shooting people his yeah, best friends best friends yeah, yeah. and and kia Ki killed their the guy who was like no we're brothers mm-hmm. like like yeah oh my gosh and then almost like a music movie too because there's the random dj competition with exactly. queen latifah and flex alexander makes a cameo yes. like they're Flex, yeah, Flex. I almost thought I called him Flex Washington, his character from One on One. He was Flex Washington. Um, <laughs> his name is Flex in the movie. I mean, yeah, his real name is Flex. Exactly. He's just know. always named Flex. I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, it's like a mu- mu- yeah, music movie as well. And then, you know, kind of towards the end, sort of an action movie because they're fighting over this gun and stuff. But there's a point there where it's a horror movie because he's like hunting down each friend with this pistol mm-hmm. and um this made me think about it because there's a point in here where he's like um they're laughing at me school they're laughing at me at school so i move like i ain't got shit to lose and all of those guys were kind of considered losers in school and they were laughing at them they also never went to school but i remember there was a bully that was like beating him up all the time and they were trying to avoid mm-hmm. him rodimus <laughs> It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> uh, and it just made me this made me think about because he's like, I'm in school and there things are not going well for me. Life is kind of crappy at me. They were all poor, just like he's talking about this song. I was like, this is juice. This is a juice theme song. Put it on the new uh remade version. But it still yeah, holds up true. really well. Let me see. The only True that. Thing... I feel like every movie we're going to talk about, I got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might. Um, the only other thing I want to say is there's a portion in here where he says, dump the body in the country, shawty D for L. I did it for the low low. And I was like, hey, just shout mm-hmm. out to shawty low. <laughs> right. And didn't he die? He did pass away a few years ago. Car yeah. Accident. Damn. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, they know. They know who. They know. They know. Yeah. That was... <laughs> One of my favorites as a kid. My dad loved uh, Day No. They call me Dun Dun. This is a different song, but I just remember my dad laughed at this. He's like, they call me Dun Dun. Dun Dun at all. <laughs> the car. <laughs> the Solomon. Shout out to Shawty Low. 
uh, Atlanta oh, legend. 2000s. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go to what your next turn. track is. Yeah. Well, of course, talking about women listening to what they want to listen to with their girls, alone, whatever, having a good time, not wanting to be interrupted by some creepy ass weirdo. Mm. Of course, I'm going to say Drake. Uh-huh. For many reasons, I love Drake. I don't care. I've been watching him since Lil Aubrey was playing Jimmy pre wheelchair. Shout out. Um, <laughs> so I've been in the game. <laughs> um, and I just love his albums. I love that you know everything is is different in ways, and then he builds on things. But I definitely want to highlight his latest album, uh, honestly, never mind, which is like house ish. Yeah. I don't want to say he created house album. I don't want to offend any of my actual folks that create that genre or in that genre. But uh, the song I picked is Calling My Name. I just love it. I mean, I'm I'm not going to front. He's talking about like, you don't even really know what he's talking about, but I think it's obvious. He's like counting the days till you come. Yeah. Obviously, it's a double entendre. Yeah. Um, but then he just basically goes into like, your pussy's calling my name. And I i mean, any woman that likes Drake is going to be like, no one's going to want to admit that maybe. But yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my God, I love this. So yeah. It's called my name. That's why. Yeah. It's a fun moment. Yeah. And it's short. It's quick. But that album is hard. Yeah. I, I love it. So yeah. I love Drake. It's interesting to hear if you watch Degrassi to hear how he spoke then like in his normal speaking voice and then like this bearded muscly hard ass dude it's mm. like he's just being a, I, I, in my mind i'm like he's playing another role he's an actor yeah he is an <laughs> but, actor uh, i'll take it <laughs> ultimate actor i mean you've seen him talk in interviews and things he's still the same guy uh mm-hmm. you know this is, it's a persona right yeah uh, it's just funny for those who don't know like him outside of rap. Uh, yeah, I remember being introduced to Drake through the first album. Well, I was about to say the wrong one. Uh, so far gone, and really it was a mm-hmm. single, the best I ever had that I was introduced mm-hmm. to him through. And then I can't remember how I found out he was on Degrassi because I I wasn't watching it at the time. Uh, but. Yeah, Calling My Name is a fun little track. I'll be honest, when that Honestly Nevermind came out, a lot of people clowned it, and I listened to it because it was a shorter one, like 30-esque minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I listened to it, like, very casually, and I feel like I didn't give it a... I never got to give it a real shot, but when you played... When you asked me to listen to this, I was like, this is fun, especially in our little playlist of songs that I have. I was like, this was a fun breakup from all the whole scaring music. And I'll just yeah. listen to it. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, what do I want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... And it just switches up. Like, I'm like, yes. Like, if I'm thinking about, I guess in my life now, I'm not going, I'm not going out like that. And even before, my going out was a little different from mm-hmm. typical going to Tiki Bob's or whatever <laughs> shit club that I'll go to. Uh, but I'm like, this is some club shit, whether it's 9 a.m. and I'm working out of my office mm-hmm. <laughs> before starting my day and I'm blasting this shit or if it's nighttime and I'm coming home from work and blasting this, whatever. Sleep in the kitchen. It turns into a club. Mm-hmm. So, 
They did a great job. You should definitely definitely give it a shot. There's some other some other bangers on it for sure. It's fun, for sure, no doubt. Um, I think Killer Cot Blood. Yeah. Okay. I don't really have any other thoughts on it. That was my writing for Drake. Yeah, I think you got it. Nailed it on the head. You want to go to the next one? Yeah. What's yours? Okay, we're going to go to 42 Doug and ESTG thump shit. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I remember, I'm like, how was I introduced to this? Uh, I can't really remember how I found ESTG. I know what it was. People on Twitter kept talking about ESTG, just saying the most disrespectful stuff. And I was like, well, let me hear what he has to say. I like disrespecting niggas. Um, and so I listened to one of his albums, and then eventually he dropped this kind of collab album with 42 Doug and so they're both equally on it it's both their albums not one of the others and I just really loved it I'm sure I'm going to put it on one of my favorite albums of 2022 at the end of this year uh, just because it's violent it's scary it's disrespectful it's grimy it's sleazy it's everything that I ever ask for if we're talking about being a super thug. I remember walking around or listening to this riding around and like it makes me tense. I look around, keep my head on a swivel with this album on because I'm like, yo, niggas is doing all. Who knows what y'all doing out here? I'm not even into <laughs> no street stuff like that. But, you know, listen to these guys. It's a whole lot of fun. And Thump Shit is one of the is one of the singles on it. But it's one of the, it's a great song. And I'm just going to pull up some of my notes here. So let's see here. Okay. Movie reference is Death Wish because Death Wish isn't necessarily a horror movie, but there are aspects of it. Have you ever seen Death Wish? It's a very old movie. I was going to say, I don't think I have. So it came out in the 70s and then they redid it with Bruce Willis in the 2010s i don't remember when but i didn't see the new version i only watched the old one in the old one okay. he is just a guy where i think his wife is killed or like she gets robbed or something like that by some random muggers on the street and so then this white man just goes around the streets of new york in the 70s so you know it's rough at the time this is before stuff gets cleaned mm -hmm. up a lot of the time he just goes around hoping that someone like tries to mug him or something so that he can just shoot them Oh, that's like Liam Neeson. I was about that to bring that up life? too. <laughs> but yes, exactly <laughs> like Liam Neeson. And he does it. He shoots like a lot of random people and fiends and thugs. Like he just goes out, wow. tries to go into harm's way and pulls out this big, <laughs> big ass pistol and shoots them. And I don't remember <laughs> if there was really like what the big, you know, conclusion was. If there was a nice wrap up, there's also like five Death Wish movies, I think, with the you know original actor and stuff. So that's just what it made me think of, because that's what these guys are doing here. And that'll tie in later to something that I talk about with this song. So one of the first things that 42 Doug says, well, not one of the first things. No, it, it is. It's the second line. He says, fuck you want a price for you ain't copping slabs, nigga. And. I think that's one of the most disrespectful ways to call somebody broke is <laughs> saying, why are you even asking how much this costs? 
you not you're not buying it. You don't have the money to buy this much stuff from me. You're wasting my time. I'm not. T- I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna tell you what the price is because I know you can't afford it. Yeah, you're not even on my level. You're not even. You don't even try it. You don't cop slabs. You're doing little grams. <laughs> that's just a terrible, a terrible way to call. It. I mean, that's the type of stuff where somebody gets mad. You usually, see in movies, somebody's like, "Oh yeah," and then later they come back and shoot the dealer who wouldn't even tell them how much right. it was for that disrespect. But you know, that, that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Who I really want to talk about is ESTG because on this track specifically uh, he gets super disrespectful and he says many things but I'm I'm going to pull up one of the first line he says is fat bitch I remember you you've been a hoe since middle school and that's a long time to be a hoe uh, second <laughs> At first, I heard it as two things. I heard it as a, a woman first because I remember being in middle school and there were some women who were on promiscu- promiscuous stuff when we were in middle school. And I was like, dang, that's tough. Yep. I remember that. But Yeah, then, first time I ever saw somebody was named a slut was in the oof, sixth grade. God damn. Yeah. But that's where it starts, you know. That's where it starts, yeah. Fifth grade, you're, you're, you're a child in sixth grade as well. <laughs> but there's just a, there's just a level change here. Right. Um, second, then I was like, "Oh, well, actually, he's probably talking about a man." And I was like, "Damn, you've been on whole ass shit since sixth grade or middle school time. It's a long time to be like that." Uh, and also, he says, "Dead or sipping soup from off a spoon is what the switch will do." And that's always an interesting aspect to me is that in hip hop, certain guns. And new technology and weapons just start to get thrown around a lot. And it turns Mm -hmm. into that is the very popular thing to talk about now. So everybody and their mama has a switch on a pistol now. If you don't know what a switch is, do you know what a switch is? I'll tell it to the audience. I I was going to let you, you know, I'm not all the way hip. So I was going to let you, you know, get me hip. It's totally fine. I don't know the first time a rapper has talked about using a switch. I think it starts in Chicago Drill. But I, I'm not totally sure. Anyway, a switch is something that you'll put on a pistol and it'll immediately fire all the rounds out of the weapon in like two seconds or less. And so. Oh, wow. Like military grade. Pretty much. But I don't stuff. think the military even uses switch. They don't use switches on their pistols like that because it's not that accurate, but it's just going to fire. You know, we're talking 12 rounds in less than two seconds. But then what a lot of people have done is they will, you know, get extensions and they'll put drums on a pistol. So now we're shooting like 50 or 60 rounds in like three seconds. And it's so just a really terrifying way. If I'm aiming in your general direction, somebody getting hit, most likely. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's a scary world out there. And a lot of people now have switches on their stuff. Uh, it's same thing of how like people start talking about Dracos all the time. I think Future might have been the first one to talk about a Draco, but that might be inaccurate. But then after that, it was like, well, now all rappers talk about Dracos, which turns into in the real streets, people are like, well, I got to get a Draco now. I got to get a Switch now. And I think that's one of those things where it's like art imitates life and life imitates art where, you know, yeah, sure, some people have Switches, but now that's kind of turned to the street standard. 
possibly. So uh, there's that, which is just I I just think it's crazy how I like hearing about the new what's the new hot gun on the market. It used to be AK, it used to be a Calico. At a certain point, it was Draco. Now we talk about switches, which isn't a gun, but just a piece of technology, which is interesting. Um, the next thing that I heard, and I think the first time that I listened to the song, this really stood out to me when he said, I ain't accidentally putting niggas under the shits on purpose. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, obviously, nobody was accidentally killing people, but it's like, just the intention. It's like, this shit ain't on accident. I did it on purpose, and I'm not taking it back. Villainous activity. Meant for you. Villainous activity. He talks about, you know, I hit his younger brother and his older brother, and I know it hurt him. Just a mm. rough way to go. Uh, and then I think the only other thing is, oh, yeah, when I'll be out and about with, uh, you know, at the parties and things, I was with a friend out dancing at a club and I was playing some nice, you know, R&B, super grind music, whatever it was. I don't know. Pretty Ricky, something like that. Who knows? Uh, but then they'll play something like this right after. And what am I supposed to do with that? Hmm? Mr. DJ, <laughs> women not dancing no more. I can't dance with women no more. Now it's just somebody might shoot Dude. this bitch up. Yeah. Yeah. That's straight gym music for me like i'm i'm just trying to lift some weights and go as hard as i can and yeah and then i'm completely turning it off when i leave <laughs> i don't understand why you would do that you could see this is clearly not the vibe we on right now and it's also very abrupt like you was playing pretty ricky grind on me and now you go to thump shit by 42 duck yeah. and estg what were you thinking you want people to dance. If you're you're a DJ, your main thing is to get people on the dance floor. And unfortunately, because trap has taken over, they play a lot of trap in the clubs. But like, it's not effective at getting people to actually dance. People might know the song, but that's not what you're trying to do when you're at a club. Is fighting right? Well, some people are. That's true. That's true. I I talked <laughs> about that concept of like with my friends you know there's there's some people who always shoot up a party and there are some people who are like friends with that dude and they know they can't invite him out because every time they go somewhere he's gonna make sure he fires this pistol in here oh lord is that a crazy concept like that's somebody's real life every time they go to a party more often than not they're gonna shoot this party up for whatever for whatever reason You know, that's yeah, something. hoes. Are, that that's definitely gonna scare the hoes for sure. Now, <laughs> for now sure. nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. He gonna yeah. make sure everybody night ruined because his night was ruined for whatever reason mm-hmm. that it might have been messed up. And it's usually something very small. Um, and the reason that Death Wish kind of ties back into this movie, sorry, this song is is this white man who goes around and is sh- just finding people to shoot, hoping that they mug him or something crazy like that and I want to point out that you you got a death wish yeah we talk about like young black men specifically young black men like oh they all want to be thugs because of the music and da 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 but we need if you're on like gun YouTube enough and you um, just look at enough stuff all the white men 
are just fantasizing about this this one time they're going to have to save their family and save their community because some some nameless thug is going to try to rob them or break into their home and cause harm and like the reality is that just doesn't happen that often uh and most right. of the people who like put up these videos and they're doing all these like test shoots, like they have a gun and they're aiming from this distance away. They're like, you know, I need to be able to protect my family. They're just fantasizing about this one time they're going to be able to finally pull their gun and like shoot somebody. And the reality is, is that those people who want to be thugs and those people who want to save their family from this unknown threat are the same person. And we need to start bringing that out. Yep, I was going to say, what you're talking about, and I guess specifically, I don't know if you, you said white man. Yeah, so it made me think of Birth of a Nation. Mm. Like, it's like that fear, that imagine, imaginary fear has been brewing for a long time, but it's like, who's the real villain? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I think it's very interesting how we've skipped over that, but if you look at these YouTube videos, man, they're talking about, okay, the longest place in my house, I have a long hallway that's 22 feet long. A, the the rules of gun ownership and actually stand your ground and all that kind of stuff, that does not qualify. Under that. If they are that far away from you, they're no longer a threat. But, you know, we're doing all these impossible shots because I need to be prepared because I'm a superhero. And you're not. You're just some dude who's fantasizing every day, hoping somebody attacks you so you get a chance to, oh, I finally get to shoot somebody and you're crazy. You're insane. You're one step yeah, away. From I, I really need to watch this movie now. Oh, Death Wish. <laughs> just because I, I don't know. I just recently watched a video about Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Not about it, but he was like in it for a second, and I was just stunned. And of course, the the journalist, uh, I guess, being that they were on live TV or something, she was like, "Well, I commend you for being honest." Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. So I really got to see this movie because I. I I can't. I mean, I can believe it because it's like obvious. This, this is a trend mm-hmm. with certain folks, but <laughs> I gotta see this movie. Yeah, we're talking about from the seventies. That's nuts. Um, okay, let's go with your next track. Unless you have thoughts on thump shit, you might. I don't really. Besides, like that's for me. There's a time and place for music like that, and it wouldn't be kicking it <laughs> with my girls. Mm-hmm. It is like. I got a bunch of 42 Doug on my gym play. So <laughs> I'm like, if I'm going hard and maybe acting like I'm going to have to take down a shooter or something <laughs> with my bare hands, then that's going to fuel it for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, we can transition on and you may hear my little one in the background. That's so fine. let me know. Um, but so I'm going to transition to a different artist, um, Toro Limois and his artist or his song laws of the universe. Um, so I love all genres. I love lots of different kinds of music. And Charlie Moi, I've been obsessed with him, like, since the beginning of college. He's alternative, indie, but also this album is kind of housey, techno-y. And this song, Flaws of the Universe, is basically about you being in charge of yourself. Like, like, uh, I'll just read one of the lines. It says, for someone who understands you should do it or drop you're like Prometheus and Bob. You are your own boss. The laws of your universe decide who goes first. Um, for many reasons, I love this song when I'm like 
having a bad day or I'm like, fuck this job or, or <laughs> you know, questioning my past. I love this. But also some of my homegirls love Toro et Moi. I've been to shows with my girls. Um, this album, this song in particular, seen it performed live with one of my best friends. And if some creepy dude or whatever would have came up like, hey, uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It just would have been like a total halt. Mm. Weak as fuck. Um and this is something that I would not want to be interrupted, get scared off by some weirdo. This song, I feel like, will heal the hose. <laughs> yeah, super, uh, what's the word I want to use? Empowering for sure. The whole purpose is you have the power to do whatever you want, essentially. And the fact that it's the laws of your universe, not the laws of the universe. You know what I mean? I think that right. just changes it into, uh, yeah, the world is yours. You can do whatever you want. Plus, it's yeah, very yeah, Prince. It's... Very Prince esque. Could could definitely mm-hmm. be a Prince song. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder how Prince would have felt about uh, the lead of Toro y Moi because it's a band, but the artist is named Chaz. But he's like multi instrumental, has many different artist mediums. So it's funny you say Prince because I really sometimes I. I don't want to judge artists by how Prince would judge them because then I probably wouldn't like anyone. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't like anyone but Prince. That's it. Right. <laughs> so I wonder, I'm like, hmm, I bet Prince maybe would approve. Maybe. I think so. I honestly didn't realize it was a band. I always thought Toro, me, Toro y Moi was one guy. One guy, yep. Yep, but now he's Chaz. So uh, I had to learn that too because we'd be, would be like, yeah, Toro y Moi, just talking about him. So yeah. It's like, no. Three other dudes. <laughs> huh. All right. Learn something new. Yeah. They're really awesome. I I definitely suggest checking his, his music out. Every album is completely different, I feel like. So if you're like indie, rock, whatever, <laughs> some coffee shop music, there's that. But there's also like he collabs with Travis Scott. He loves Travis Scott. I do like, know that song. Flying High. Um, yeah. And then... Toro or Chaz, see there I go. Chaz was on, I can't remember what album. Uh, no, that's that is Rodeo. There's something else. I can't remember. Um, no, nah, who's his artist? Travis has an artist that I also love. That is like my new party next door. What is his name? Mm, I'm trying to remember his name, and it's escaping me. I should definitely know. It's a shame because he's also I listen to him a lot too. Tell if I'm mad or not. Smoking Halloween. Yes, yes. Him. Oh my gosh. I know exactly. Anyway, Chaz collaborates with him too. Mm. Shout out to him. I forgot his name. (laughs) This is gonna be so shameful. I I gotta find out. Can't say is the song. Uh, Don Tolliver. Oh my god, Bear! I love Don Tolliver. Like I said, I feel like he is my new party next door. Mm. Like that vibe that I was looking for from there, I get mm. from him. So Chaz collaborated with Don Tolliver. I think I saw it on both of their Instagrams and I was like, this is why I love Chaz and Trolling Mom because he just is all over the place. Like you just never really know. Yeah. But it's always good in my opinion. Yeah. It's always cool to see indie artists just working with like random people that you're like, I would have never thought about this, but this is cool. Right, right, exactly. All right. Okay, let me check. Uh, Do you have any more thoughts on Laws of the Universe? Just that I love it, and 
if you're a creepy weirdo, don't interrupt any women listening to any music, especially not this. <laughs> and maybe this could turn you into not being a creepy weirdo <laughs> or whatever. Good. They'll find a way. You need to go through a lot of um, self-reflection and people being honest with you to not be a weirdo anymore, though. It's a very difficult thing to get out of. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and move on talk about my last song, which is 50 Cent's Guns for Sale. And you know, anything 50 is scaring the hose. Yeah, like this is there are multiple reasons that this song is scaring the hose. Uh, and I'll try to break them down as best I can. So, A, this is like a song that was, I mean, they say it's on an album, but I think it was on a mixtape at a point. So, early mm-hmm. mixtapes and stuff, the sound quality is not that great. Not everybody's listening to this. You kind of got to be a super hip hop nerd to want to even listen to this. Second, at least for me and my generation, I don't think this is a song that anyone showed you. You just kind of stumbled on it somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. Me personally, I was a big fan of the Power of the Dollar mixtapes and the Guess Who's Back mixtapes from 50. I played them a lot when I was in high school. And I think the only reason I knew about them was because I was. Um, looking at a documentary for 50 Cent and they were talking about these two mixtapes. I was like, shoot, that stuff sounds good. Let me go check it out. And then I was just playing. I became a huge 50 fan because of that. Like I was aware of 50 Cent and had listened to him, but that was when I became like, oh, I'm I'm a super 50 Cent fan now. So Guns for Sale was Mm -hmm. only because I was looking at songs from those mixtapes originally to put on here and ended up... uh, finding guns for sale or I, I had known about it but i was i hadn't did i never had it on repeat until i was like you know what this would fit in really well so guns for sale is exactly what it sounds like uh it's 50 cent being a gun runner and he sells guns but just on the streets and i think it's interesting because that opens up a new storyline that we don't often hear in like super trap music, super thug music, gangster music. It's always, you know, I sell crack or I shoot at people, but there is a real person out there who is like, my whole thing is I sell guns to different people. I get them from wherever I get them from and I sell them to whoever. And it's a neutral party. And I kind of nerd out about that because it's a new story that we've never heard before, which makes me think that 50 Cent, it to me, it just kind of adds to the credibility a little bit, makes me think that 50 Cent at a point did something like this because it's a whole song about it. it. You know what I mean? Also, he's yeah. And with him, that's funny that you say that. Like, I I feel like all his songs, all the media he puts out, whether it's a show, whatever, it is like a true little like receipt of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Very few people who are like for real thugs who rap. I mean, now it's a little more common, for sure, but you know, definitely a lot of people who didn't do a lot of that stuff that they said. And I think Fifty Cent, right. you know, from that whole lore of Fifty Cent was shot nine times. That was literally the only thing you got to hear about with Fifty Cent for a long time. Um, but from that lore, I think a lot of the stuff he was really out there doing. Let me see here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, and he actually has a song called Gun Runner, where it's another story of him selling guns. But this is a little cleaner. Uh, little more developed because it's got a chorus and all that kind of stuff 
and you know he's naming all these guns we got those semi-automatics and we got them revolvers we got <laughs> them niggas you should get it if you got a problem with them hollow tips hit them man that's just solving we got them lugas them rugas them m1s and they all for sale and it's a fun for me it's fun maybe not everybody <laughs> but <laughs> i just enjoy it a ton and like he said like i said he is not only just saying oh we're selling guns but he's like a true salesman for all of it because he starts saying like oh you don't want your gun to jam you should get a cleaning kit he cares about the craftsmanship oh. of the drive-by you're about to do he's got to make got sure his stuff works because you want him you know he wants you to come back so he's like listen you need to buy this cleaning kit and clean it he actually knows what he's talking about he's not just a guy who sells guns he's like look i don't know what it does it just goes bang you want it or not nah he knows and is experienced in all of this he's selling mm-hmm. uh vests he talks about listen you you probably want to get yourself a bulletproof vest because if you pop off they <laughs> pop back you get left a very bloody mess um and then he's naming different very specific weapons and what they do so there's a point in there where he talks about when that ak switch to automatic to spray everybody out this bitch could get hit with a stray and if you've ever shot an ak there i mean there's just, i don't think people really the general public really understands how powerful a round from an ak is because it's like literally Have you shot an AK? me personally we'll leave that off air but what i will say okay. is that you shoot one I mean, it's it's ripping off body parts. I think people think it's just a big hole. Like, it'll tear your arm off if you get hit with it. Right. Um, and when he talks about switching it from automatic to spray, you know, a lot of times you can have a weapon on, you pull the trigger once, shoots one round. Then you can do a three-round burst, pull the trigger once, three-round burst, shoots three rounds, boom, boom, just like that. Then you can do it fully automatic where it's just as long as you hold it down, bullets coming out of it. And again, something like that, some random just shooting in the street. Yeah, really and truthfully, everyone's getting hit with a stray because it's going through walls. It's going through car doors. Nobody's safe. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, extremely devastating, uh, devastating weapons. Not only that, he's talking about I've got silencers and scopes. Again, the accessories and the details that we're talking about. Uh, and he knows what each weapon should be used for in specific situations. So I just love that it's that specific. It's that nerdy. Um, you know, you really have to be into this kind of stuff to be into it. It's not just like a, there's definitely not a no pop hit. <laughs> this is definitely not going number one <laughs> on the billboard charts. You know, it's, I just like it for that. It's very specific it's talking about a new storyline that we don't hear about, which adds authenticity to it. And another thing that adds to it is like he talked about, you know, I'm selling these in my grandma's basement, which is like super <laughs> real. Everybody else is like, we're at the trap. We're at this special location. Da, da, da. He's like, nah, because th- real super street gun runners, they just be at their grandma's house selling guns. Like, <laughs> why are you bring yeah, these folks to your is, grandma's house? Right, right. And which is true. Because he did live, see, that's why I have, it's funny, 50 Cent is one of my, like, problematic faves. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a fave, but just, like, I remember when my mom bought Get Richard I tried a CD, mm-hmm. like, and my mom was a correctional officer, so <laughs> and it was, like, a big deal in her feeling, like, super hard, and oh anyway. So I love 50 Cent. I obviously wasn't familiar with the song until 
you mentioned it, but I just really like how like he knows what he's talking about. He's not just like I got guns. He's a marksman. He's an arms dealer. I mean, he has the like he cares about the accessories and well, you may need a vest. Don't be an idiot out here. Yeah. Like I just appreciate that. This is definitely a staring the hose song, but oh yeah, if I'm on my hard shit, like <laughs> like okay, I love you, fifty. Yeah, hose running away at this point. <laughs> Yeah, definitely running away. As they should. It's dangerous. It ain't nothing safe in this song. Find you somebody to play no, with. Find you somebody not. safe to play with. It's not 50. Uh, let me see. The second verse, I think the thing that I really care about is he talks about selling a gun to one of his friends and the specific use for it, which he says, you know, Buck came through saying 50, show me some love. Sold him a dub dub, something he can sneak in the club. Dub dub, deuce deuce. <laughs> We're talking about a 22 caliber pistol. They're very small. And like to tell somebody, listen, I'll sell you little dudes, dudes. You you can sneak this in the club. It's small. Hey, what? Don't don't do yeah. that. But also Exactly. We were just talking about that. <laughs> right? But also, again, the specificity of like, this is what I would sell this to you for. You know, it's not no right. showstopper, <laughs> but it's small and you can move around with it <laughs> compared to you got yeah. the big four five or the Draco. You're not just walking around with those. You know, you need to be concealed. Again, you're sneaking this in somewhere. We're talking about stealth. It just made me think of a shoe salesman. You know like, what I'm saying? What, what event are you going to? Well, how about this? And and maybe you want to get that extra protectant yeah. on that and all this <laughs> He he knows. See, I, I love that. And I feel like he did come out in an age where like people were faking. It was easy to be like, Yeah, I do all this and you really like what like rick ross you mm-hmm. were actually a co you weren't you know you were just going to work yeah. so it's cool that he keeps letting us know like uh i'm legit i often think that the show canaan i know it's a power spinoff but sometimes i feel like that's about him it's just like the movie get richard i trying which is just like the book he released mm-hmm. that i read anyway he said it's loosely <laughs> like all that power stuff is loosely based on his life so no okay well that's why he can do it so well yeah i'm saying um, I think, yeah, that kind of stuff is crazy. I think another thing is, I just think this line is funny. Who's like, "Fuck Jake, my CDs raise the crime rate in the tri-state." I was like, "Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's hard." Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, shout out to Fifty. Oh, the the movie reference for this one was a movie called War Dogs, which. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you? Heard of it. Haven't seen it. So War Dogs had Jonah Hill and this other guy that I should definitely know. I want to say like Sam Elliott, Samuel Elliott or something like that. But basically they're talking about they're gun runners for the U.S. government, essentially. And they get these government contracts and it kind of shows you the process of how they It's based on a true story. It's kind of like Wolf of Wall Street meets 50 Cent, the gun runner. Because they go and they sell all these weapons somehow. And they're two regular guys. It's a very good movie. I think everybody should watch it because it's just interesting and a different story I've never heard of before. It probably didn't do super well in theaters because I do remember when it came out. I didn't hear a ton about it. But it was a very cool movie. And all their whole thing is they sell yeah. weapons to the government. But I'll yeah. have to check it out. I like how it's, I'm looking up the movie now. It says Find Your Hustle. I fucks with that. Yeah, and I feel like Fifty Cent will fuck with that too. So that's cool that th- that's the film he chose. 
Yeah, 50 Cent was one of those guys who was going to make it regardless. If it wasn't through rap, it was going to be through something else. And he still would have mm-hmm. uh, become the super mogul that he is now. Oh, yeah. Super troll, super mogul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, I think that's all I want to say about guns for sale. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll go on to your your last song. Yes. So my last one, I just I had to do it. Mm-hmm. I had to. Yeah. Um, you don't have to call by Usher. God, I feel like I could lecture about the importance of this song mm-hmm. for many reasons. Um, first, just the idea of he he's getting over a breakup. As we know, this is on the Confessions album, right? So this is him kind of like no, this I don't is on eight seven zero one. Oh right, okay, never mind. My brain blending blending songs together. It makes but, sense to be on um, Confessions though. Right. In my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, we said all this sad stuff, but now this is you being like, but I'm good, right? Like, I fucked up, but mm-hmm. I'm still living, which is what many people do anyway, and yeah. whatever. Um, but I just love it. It's, it. For me, if I'm having a bad time, or if I've been through some shit or whatever, I do I do put this song on. I have been listening to it since it came out. <laughs> um, definitely love it because it's a Neptune sound. I Man, have loved what? Pharrell. For a long time. Um, did you know that? Yes, I would love Pharrell. Big, huge fan and big, huge fan of this because of the Neptunes. Yes, absolutely. And if you didn't know, well, and you probably know, but for those who are listening, um, don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. Mm. Ask my nigga Pharrell, mm. but he says it for real. Mm. So it's like for those who can't recognize the sound, he's calling it out right there. So everything he touched is gold so love it for that reason um but this is a bop i i love this song i feel like this is a song i'd want to listen to with my girls we jamming we we doing whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm not thinking about getting scared (laughs) (laughs) for whatever reason you know i'm just trying to have a good time i love usher so much oh even like when he just released his tiny desk not that long ago it just and usher's not someone that i listen to often it makes me think of like whitney houston mm. i love her i probably listen to usher more than whitney houston but i love like i love her yeah. I, situational yeah so this is timeless i could pull this out at any point yeah and just vibe and have a good time and pray that i don't get interrupted by some bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh tiny desk was so good i think i was coming off of the the usher live show from that mm-hmm. or like you know i had done it so i spent all this time listening to confessions and that live show was i'm sorry that uh tiny desk was so good i remember being the car dealership when i was looking listening to it and i almost <laughs> got up and started clapping like i was at the show with usher <laughs> i ain't never did that before it was good he it yeah it, i feel like he's aging like fine wine not even looks but just the sound everything he even his moves like this is just iconic and it's funny i was really trying to think like what what am i even gonna suggest of all the music of everything in my arsenal of what i love but this is definitely a a low-key super fave of mine um 
Yeah, because you ain't got to call because I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the best songs of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, it's like, I wanted to, and I still will because I don't care. It's, uh, I wanted to use this as eventually I'm going to make a episode that is based on breakup songs that are upbeat. And this is one of them. Mm. And I didn't even realize it was a breakup song for a long time because it's just so part like we could play this in the club. Very few breakup songs you playing in the club. And uh, yeah, it's just super good. Super player for sure. Uh, I think there's a point where in the video and I'm still mad at music videos from the 2000s because I grew up thinking when I get in these clubs, they are going to be popping right and they were not not nearly like these were uh part of that is music changed so the way that people dance to them changed that's a but b you know music videos aren't reality but you know i wish i had my group of there's a point in the music video if you remember where he picks up his guy friends in his escalate i wanted to escalate so bad by the way when i was a kid but uh picks up his friends in the Escalade and they're dancing in the car and when mm-hmm. that doom doom they all hit the roof of the car like they just do this like big shoulder shrug up I hit that when I'm mm-hmm. in the car and I'm listening to this just to respect what they were trying to do second when they uh, are at the club and all of them are dancing in coordination and they got all the moves together I was like where my gang at where we get to hit all yeah. the moves, dance together. We don't practice no moves at home. This is why we not successful. Because we right, not practicing right, right. at home. Because they were even leading up in the parking garage. Too. They were in the parking garage. They had their step. And that's why, you know what I'm saying, y'all go to the club now. Y'all trying to bring somebody home. You can't do it because you ain't got no gang of friends that was hitting the coordinated moves. And I know y'all can't see me right now, but I'm hitting the little pop lock situation right now. <laughs> Get it, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just you know, and the song is beautifully sung, and of course, Pharrell Neptune's Chad Hugo uh killed yes, it on the beat. Yes. There's not enough things that I could say about this song, but you know, and they pulled out the Heelys in the music video, by the way. <laughs> they was gliding, they were gliding. <laughs> Y'all not gliding no more. Y'all not even cool enough for Heelys. Y'all don't even know how to do it. Street's too messed up to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny. It makes me think, just on this subject of scaring the hoes, mm. I feel like people want to be intentionally scary. Like, like there's just such a different air about things now. But even, like, someone like Usher. You know what I mean? We got Chris Brown, but, you know, he ain't widely No, You know, we just kind of still accept him. And he is good, but... Mm it's just more about being hard. Like it's more about just grimy in whatever situation. It, it may not be mm. Freddie Gibbs or like Griselda grimy, you know, 50 cent grimy, <laughs> Yeah. but e- either way, it's just not like us just singing about I'm good. And I'm with my guys and we're having a good time and we're not being abrasive. Yeah. We gonna we could dance with y'all too, but we dance with each other. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just wanted to note that I, I think everything is scary these days. <laughs> Motherfuckers just want to be scary. Yeah, but he's like, this is friendly time. <laughs> it's I a just, hard I guess, world out here. They were still coming off the golden yeah. era of the '90s economic right. situation. Guess what we dealing with right now? Inflation. My rent went up five hundred dollars last year. 
Guess what? I moved, went to a new apartment, but I'm saying it is cold out here in the middle of summer. It's cold world. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's just, you know, we live in a different era <laughs> and I wish that we could bring back some more danceable tunes that at least entire um, sects agree with. Like, well, Beyonce, she's got her her album, I'm hoping that turns the tide on a lot of stuff of like we get some more super danceable tracks to the U.S. that come from the U.S. Afrobeats are making a yeah. great, great uh, impact on U.S. soil in terms of what yeah, we're dancing sure. to at the clubs. Just, yeah, Wizkid just drops another album. That's why I even flashing back to Drake, that's why I love I love his work so much because he has really done a lot to pull in the diaspora. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, keep listening to those artists after him. Yeah. <laughs> but it is cool that that gets pulled in. And I hope that Beyonce's album does that as well. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I remember being a being a young kid and hearing about, and I wish I don't get these talks. I never got these talks. Maybe because I didn't have an uncle that was around a ton. But they are talking about like, oh yeah, you know, at the time, before everybody agreed, not even everybody agrees, but before it was kind of widely known that R. Kelly was really wild. Um, mm. We don't listen mm-hmm. to R. Kelly no more. Don't even put me in there. Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, it was like, you drive up, oh, we'd be playing R. Kelly, you know, if you have a little date right. or something. And, you know, you have some nice R&B music playing. Then it was kind of, at the time, Trey Songs was like the guy. And so like, oh, you know, now they play Trey Songs, but guess what? Now we found out Trey Songs a monster too. So whatever. Right. But, you know, like you said with Chris Brown, you know, we I mean, you could play him, but now he we all know that he be wildin'. Uh so you know, obviously to love him now. Yes, it's a trend that we're it's a trend between male artists, but even still, R and B, fun, super fun songs. It's kind of uh it's changed for sure. Yeah. But Usher I has never scared the hoes ever in his life, though. I'll say that. He's yet to disappoint me. I mean, I, I guess... Look, I'm so... I was like, well, I don't know about all that, but... <laughs> he he. It's a safe flashback to a time that maybe could have been scary, but mm. I don't know. I was in, like, middle school, so... Mm. <laughs> I was thinking about the club, like, oh, it's better than the school dance, you know, so... Who knows? I lived in the era of Lil John, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting till I can get in the clubs for real, for real." Till then, right? Oh yeah, I'm here at the school dance, but I'm practicing now because when I turn 18, I'm about to turn it up. <laughs> Hell yeah! And it didn't end up like that. It <laughs> At least for me, no. It like, didn't no, end I'm up sorry. like that for real. Not how I thought it was going to be. <laughs> You know, every Friday was supposed to be happening. And, you know, I, I had some good times and still have some good times. But, oh yeah, you know, different world, post-COVID, all sorts of wild stuff that's happened. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Couldn't imagine. Yeah. But it's fun to think back. I was watching uh, Girlfriends earlier. It's, like, one of my favorite shows. So I feel like I just have this affinity for, like, damn, 2004. Or like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There are a lot of, I spent a lot of times watching Girlfriends with my mom. So it was very funny mm. seeing 
like them come back and put it on Netflix and all these people my age were like, oh my God, this speaks to me. I was like, y'all niggas ain't seen girlfriends. What was y'all doing? Right, 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 right. I've been a fan long before. <laughs> I actually had, right before it came on Netflix, I had just found a way to record all of them. I had cable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, oh man, I just, what a time, you know? <laughs> yeah, shout out to DVR. <laughs> uh, right, right. But happy Halloween, y'all. Don't scare the hoes this time around. Shout out to Ari Attack for pulling up to the show. And if you <laughs> Thank listened, you. Shout out, hey. Go ahead. Listen to support Troy. So I was just going to say, look, support Troy Track Select. I love the work you're doing. I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. Um, support this man because this man is going places. So you know how it is. Uh, <laughs> If you listen this long, shout out to you. You the real MVP. And right. I guess we'll see you next time. Peace. All right. Peace.